0: Psalm of David. Hello, this is Sarah de Nordwall, a Bard with a Bard School, and I am so happy to welcome you to our weekly Bardcast, your Bardic Moment in the Week, in which I will bring you some poetry, old and new, for inspiration and activation, encouraging you, if you wish, to write your own poems and maybe songs. So sit back, pick up a pen, and let's see what's waiting for us. Now, this is the fourth episode of the Bardcast. In which we are inspired by the 8th century bards in Ireland who were tasked with speaking truth to the king without fear and entertaining all from the peasant to the king. Now the bards had to know by heart the epic poems and also the laws of the land. They were both academic and spontaneous and they had to have the virtues of all classes and the vices of none And for this, a 12-year training was required, by which time the bard would be worth the king's ransom. So here on Radio Maria, I'm going to be giving you a small weekly taste of my 21st century bard school in which we who are Christians and worth the ransom of Christ the king can bring our creative gifts to the king and perhaps to the culture. And so, with a fresh poem and a fresh writing prompt each week, we share this taste of Bard School on air. Now, what I love particularly is getting contributions from the listeners. And one of the suggest- suggestions that uh, was made last week was that we could learn to sing a new song to the Lord. And even if you didn't know how to write lyrics or even tunes. And so immediately, a bard of the bard school sent me a a recording on Telegram of herself singing the king of love, my shepherd is, but to an old folk tune. And actually, when we all heard it on the bard school group, we were like, wow, that's made me hear the words in a completely different way. And in fact, I think I prefer that folk tune. So I'm just going to give you a little taste of Alice Heen's... um, message uh, for the Bard School group because I think you'll really like it
1: The king of love my shepherd is Whose goodness faileth never I know nothing like if I am his And he is mine forever Where streams of living water flow, my ransomed soul heat And where the burdened pastures grow, with food celestial feet. rejoicing for me in death's dark veil i fear no ill. with thee dear lord beside me thy rod and staff my comfort still thy cross before to guide me thou spreadst a table in my sight my unctioned grace best star, and know oh, what transport of delight from thy pure childless floweth. And so through all the length of days, thy goodness
0: So there you go. You can sing a new song to the Lord, even if you can't write lyrics or tunes. Uh, But as it happens, she does write beautiful lyrics. And I'm going to be including those in future episodes of the Bardcast. Now, here's an interesting contribution from the middle of the sea. I have a friend who is a Dominican and he is a naval chaplain at the moment, Father Sam Burke. And Actually, on Armistice Day, he did the Radio 4 Thought for the Day. So you can uh, listen to him there. At the moment, um, he is taking up the challenge of writing a series of prompts. Sorry, writing a series of poems uh, from the prompt Looking Out of the Window. He sent me some WhatsApps of what he can see out of the window. And basically, it is a very grim scene. It is the sea, which sounds attractive at first, but it is really grey and really forbidding. And that is all that he will be seeing for months with absolutely no change on the horizon. And so I said to him, well, you know, maybe you can think about Monet and his 35, no, it was 30 paintings of haystacks that he did that were just outside his house. And he was focusing on the nuances, the changing of the light, the changing of the seasons, because the more you look, the more you see. So Father Sam is like, right, I okay, will think about that if I've got time to do that. But it will be interesting to see if he grows to love that view, uh, if he's looking at it in, um, uh, with an eye of a poet. Now, he loves poetry and he has actually sent us a poem to listen to. Now, it's written by a saint and I didn't guess who'd written it. Uh, I wonder if you will. Um, I'll read it first. Laughter comes from every brick. Just these two words he spoke changed my life. Enjoy me. What a burden I thought I was to carry, a crucifix as he did. Love once said to me, I know a song, would you like to hear it? And laughter came from every brick in the street and from every pore in the sky. After a night of prayer, he changed my life when he sang Enjoy Me. Now, I'd never heard that before. And so I said, uh, Father Sam, I've no idea who wrote that. And he said, St. Teresa of Avila. I was like, wow, that is amazing. I love that. Um, So thank you for those contributions from our naval chaplain. And the theme continues because... And when we start to write, new things emerge, new voices from within ourselves. The next poem is by someone you will have heard a lot if you listen to Radio Maria, one of the presenters and content editors, Tim Hutchinson. And he sent me his contribution uh, to the Looking Out of the Window prompt. And he's going to read it himself, actually. And you will really hear, I think, the different modality uh, when someone is in a contemplative mode like this. Um, Here it is, it's called Before Our Tasks Take Us.
2: This hour is a treasure, the hour before our tasks take us and the devices we so faithfully serve awake to issue their commands. An hour of quiet, thought following thought prayers. I am looking through the glass of my window, from a bedroom arranged like an artist's still life. The dust from the carpet finding the back of my throat, reminding me of the clutter that begs my attention. But there, through the window, I see. How shall I describe it? Attempts at order, maybe potted shrubs and trees, garden fences, divided fingers of lawn, a glass table, a washing line, a trestled grapevine, now almost leafless, a swing, a basketball hoop. The sun rises. Her rays catch every inch of surface turned towards her face. The leaves of the untrimmed holly the bark of the pine, the beams along the fences, the red rusted edge of the basketball hoop, something white in the beak of a magpie before it disappeared, and its wings. She takes them all, she takes and makes them golden in this hour before our tasks take us.
0: I really think that's just a perfect piece. Uh, it talks about still life and still life actually as a genre is there to help us see, perceive, receive the the transcendence in inanimate things. But there's also lots of movement in that poem as well, even though there's a really delicate noticing of one thing and then another. They start to take on... Um, A new sense of being revered and therefore being more beautiful. There's a sense of the holiness of the morning before it is interrupted by the world's activities. I love this use of the magpie, though, as uh, well. She's got something white in her beak, hasn't she? She takes them all and makes them golden. So this sense of things being made holy. I just love it. Anyway, you might see different things in it, but. Um, something you write that seems quite simple, someone else can see fresh things in. And that's the joy of having conversations through poetry. Now, our writing prompt this week is exactly about that, that you can take someone else's poem, a line they've written, and be inspired by it and just write a whole poem based on that one line. And it isn't that you're thinking it through, you're letting it emerge. So I took... um, some time ago the line push aside the terror of things to be done and that was the first line of a poem by pope saint john paul ii and so i loved the title so much i related to it a lot and uh, here's my poem push aside the terror of things to be done they were deceivers ever they catch it to you without context claiming territory, without treaty, on sacred ground. Push aside the terror of things calling, clamouring from the four corners, claiming the floor, where he had brought you to dance, to laugh, to sing, with him alone. But the things trip you, they know that appeasement knocks you on your slight shins. And your lack of stature in your own estimation has put you on higher heels than the dance requires. And you trip early before the music plays. And the terror of things falling reminds you there is so much to clear away, to do away with, to run away from, before the night falls. Push aside the terror of things to be done, for the blind beggar is calling. He is calling out to the son of David, whom he cannot see, but whom he knows, he hears, is passing by. And the wild clamour of his ardent anguish cannot be smothered by the hostile crowd. He is losing hope at the terror of people crushing him. But the master stops for him alone and tells him to draw near. And the crowd turns to the seated man, Courage, Bartimaeus, he is calling you. And the cloak that protects him he flings aside, and he runs in his personal darkness to the Lord who waits. Push aside the terror of things to be done, there is nothing to be done but to hear him asking, What do you want of me, the one by whom all things can be done? And the beggar, wise in his reckless trust, begs now for the gift of sight. And Jesus, son of David, has pity on him and says, Go, for the light has come. Your faith has healed you. The dark has gone. And his eyes receive the sun. And Bartimaeus accompanies him along the road at once. And terror at last is pushed aside. The winter is over and done. So I thought that was a nice theme for Advent because Advent can be such a busy time when ideally it's a time to make space to let God love you, as my friend Martin, uh, Father Martin Plunkett says. And this idea of enjoying God and God enjoying us that we get in St. Teresa of Avila's poem reminded me of one time when I went to New York. And you might ask, why was that, Sarah? Well, I was going to um, go to the inaugural mass of the Catholic Artists Society. And I was looking for somewhere sort of, you know, inexpensive to stay. And my poet friend, Sarah Larkin, suggested Hepsibar House. She said, well, it's a kind of missionary house and it's for handmaids of the Lord. I was like, really? <laughs> and she said it was set up by Protestants in, I think, 1893 or something. Well, it sounded lovely. And I rang them up and I said, I'm a Catholic bard, not a Protestant. Then uh, they said, oh, no, that's absolutely fine. Along you come. So... I was absolutely delighted by it, you know, apart from the old mahogany and the uh, marble basins. They had this lovely thing where... There was a little pocket attached to the door and in there was a little notebook in every room and it was full of messages from the other people who'd stayed in the room to the next person who was going to stay in the room and so then when you left you had to write a little message about what you'd been doing in your life for the lord (laughs) and so and and to send a message and a blessing to the next person who was coming to stay in the room and i thought this was absolutely gorgeous and that wasn't the only blessing I received there, because the next day I discovered that there was going to be a memorial service for the in, in Times Square for the amazing Dave Wilkerson. Now, you might have seen the film The Cross and the Switchblade, which is the story of Nicky Cruz, who is like a murderer and a gangster. And um, he was rescued by an amazing pastor. And that was Dave Wilkerson. And he was a a preacher of the Assembly of God. And anyway, I went to his um, memorial service. I think I was possibly the only Catholic there, but it was a really impressive time uh, listening to testimonies of how he changed people's lives by preaching the gospel. And I remember that extraordinary scene talking about words that change your life. Do you remember the scene where he's talking to Nicky Cruz and Nicky Cruz is threatening to kill him? And he says to him, Jesus loves you. Jesus loves you. And again, he threatens to kill him. And he just says, look, you can kill me and you can cut my body up into little pieces and you can throw those pieces across the road and every piece of my body will cry out, Jesus loves you. It's not the kind of thing you forget, is it? (laughs) Anyway, Anyway, I was so blessed just to be able to go to his memorial service and say thank you for all the times that you know, these words had come back to me and inspired me. So that's our writing prompt for today, is just taking any line from a poem you've heard today, or one of the prayers you've heard, and just write from that. And finally, I'm going to give you a lovely quote from John Paul II, which in fact, I don't know where he said it. It's included in the screenplay of the extraordinary film Carol, The Man Who Became Pope. And I immediately typed it up because, again, it was something that I wanted to go back to and pray about and think about. And it may be that these are the words that inspire you this week. It goes like this. Love explained everything to me. Love solved everything everything for me that is why i admire love wherever it is found if love is as great as it is simple if the simplest longing can be found in nostalgia then i can understand why god wants to be greeted by simple people by those whose hearts are pure and find no words to express their love god came this far And he stopped a short step away from nothingness, very close to our eyes. Perhaps life is a wave of astonishment, a wave higher than life and death. Don't be afraid, ever. So, there it is, beautiful. And if you'd like to send uh, your poems or songs that you've written in response to today's writing prompts, then please just send them to sarah at sarahdenordwall.com if you want to have them shared on the podcast. And if you uh, want to send me a voice recording, then uh, you'll need to use my phone number 07849 641 899. And finally... If this Advent you'd like to do more writing as a spiritual practice, then you might like to join my course Starlight to Candle Mass. Again, give me a ring, send me an email, or go to my website saradenordwal.com and book in a time to chat about it because it will be starting in the second week of December and I really look forward to taking a group of Advent Pilgrim poets uh, through to Candlemas because sometimes we forget this is a whole narrative arc that takes us not just to Christmas Day but right the way through to Candlemas. So that brings us to the end of this week's episode of the Bardcast, your Bardic Moment in the Week, in which poems both old and new are brought to the cutting edge of the modern world because the cutting edge is grace. I cannot wait to be with you again. Same time, same place. God bless you and all your creative gifts. And Pope St. John Paul II, pray for us. Behold, he neither sleeps nor slumbers, the Guardian.